Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? I am not Mark. I'm much taller. Well, I have heels on, that's why, right? But uh, we just want to welcome everybody watching online. Um, and uh, welcome you to this morning's Vessels of Honor Bible study. And I know that God's going to speak to us today. And it's interesting because the way that the Lord puts things together and how he orders them out, I mean, he gave me the message that I was going to speak this morning before I knew what Mark was speaking. So it's like, God, you really do know what you're doing, right? You're pretty good. He's pretty faithful. I mean, he's the epitome of faithfulness. It's just him. It's who he is, right? So um, I'm going to read uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, and you can write it down or you can turn there, but it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. This is not an inner attitude, but it's, it's not just, it's the spirit himself in us is what we've been given. We've been given um, his spirit. It, is, it was one of his power. It is his love and his mind. It's not just the idea of that, but it is that. It's the very spirit that Jesus had poured out and put into us, right? And so, um, so the brand new born again human spirit, and I know you guys know this, but this is going to help us walk into the message today is that the brand new uh, born-again human spirit was the exact same one that we have inside of us. Why is that important? Because in and of your own power and your own strength, there are things that God asks us to do that we would not be able to do through our own might and our own power and our own strength and our own, you know, it just couldn't, Right? And so we needed God. We needed the very spirit of the resurrection. We needed God's spirit put in us, and that's what made us completely new in here, right? And so uh, Mark's been ministering um, just on the power, and it's been good. So if you haven't heard the messages that Mark has been doing, go back and listen to those because those have been really powerful. But he's been talking about the power, and last week we looked at preparing for his power to flow through us, right? So learning this and knowing who you are, this, is, this makes miraculous through us possible, is that we have a, power, a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. We're not great on our own <laughs> at all. <laughs> we need the Lord, right? And so today we're going to look at love, and the title of the message this morning is, Love Your Faith Depends on It. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to us. Father, our heart and our desire is to be doers of the word. Father, to honor you and yield to you, to yield to the spirit that's been placed on the inside of us, and to minister from that place. And we thank you for it. We give you honor and praise this morning. Amen. So let's turn to Galatians 5, 6.
Galatians 5, 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. Faith working through love. So I love the Amplified. It says, for if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but only faith activated and expressed and working through love. Activated means to be set in motion. So love actually sets in motion faith. So you can have a whole lot of faith, and we're going to look at this because we'll see it in the scripture. You can have a whole lot of faith and not a lot of activation to it, right? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So yeah, you can have a whole lot of faith. But love activates and puts to motion, sets to motion that faith. So how important it is, is it to walk in love? Oh, it's important. It is, it is vital. It is vital. And so also expressed means manifest. So faith manifests itself through love. You guys have heard the scripture 1 John 5, 4, right? And it says, and this is the overcoming faith. Or actually, let's turn there. 1 John 5, 4. We're going to turn there this morning. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that, over, that has overcome the world, our faith. And this overcoming faith is activated and expressed and works through love. So everybody just buckle up, get your seatbelt on, because we're going to talk about love this morning. Because it's important. I mean, it is, it is what we're seeing from the scripture, it is, it is vital. And we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 13 in the beginning of that. And all of the things that God, that that scripture says, you can have this, you can have this, you can have this. But if it doesn't have love, if it's not activated by love, it what? Profits nothing. It profits nothing. Love and walking in love is a big deal. <laughs> we have been working on this in our home because we want our faith to work and be activated at top notch, high levels, right? It's important. So in 1 John, if you read 1 John chapter 4, and it remember we in 5, 4 it talks about faith, it is faith that overcomes the world. Before that, if you read in 1 John chapter 4. It is all about love. <laughs> it is all about brotherly love. It is all about walking in love. It is all about abiding in him and knowing him and knowing love and all of this stuff. And um, so you could go and study that some more. We just don't have time this morning. But for the first thing we're going to talk about is love and action. And everything, because everything that Jesus did, everything that he did originated from a place of love. And we're going to look at it. The Lord showed me this, and I just thought this was so good. That every um, origination and every source and every idea he had came from where? His father. In John 5, 19, 
John 6.38, John 12.50, it says, I only, basically it says stuff like, I only do and I only say what the Father does. So his healing, words, actions, responses, directions, ministry to people, his every move was motivated by God's instruction. Everything he did. You know, he's our example. Everything that we do is to be led and motivated by what he's saying and what he's leading. I got some growth to do. I know I'm not the only one in here. Yeah, yeah. His every move was motivated by that. By God's instruction and straight from God's heart. Straight from his heart. So in 1 John 4, 7 through 16, we're actually going to go look at a couple of those, I think. Um, We're going to read 7 through 16, and this is a little bit of a lengthy section, so I just want you to listen and listen. Just really listen to this, okay? It says, starting in verse 7, 1 John 4, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. You see, God is love. It's his nature. There's no separation. It's who he is. He is love. It's his nature. In this, the love of God was manifest toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation. That's a great word for me. For our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time if we love one another, but God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. We have mature love in us. We have mature love. We have God's love in us. Remember, we don't just have the idea or the attitude or the notion of his love. We have, when God gave us his spirit, it was one of his power, his love, his mind. It's his. It's not just the idea. It's something that's in there that is in full fullness. Right? We read in Ephesians how many times? A couple times. The fullness of God in us, right? The fullness. So the love of God is full in us right now. To the max. Praise the Lord. If it were something that we had to build and and get more of, then it would become works. I want to get more love. I need to get more love. If I do good, I'll get more love. That's not the way God did it. He poured it out in us, in fullness, his love. I'm so glad that we have his love. Because out of, in and of myself, walking in love, it's impossible. It's impossible. 
in and of myself, in my own strength, because my own flesh and my unrenewed mind does not understand how love could, could lay down a life for somebody that treats you really bad, which is what Jesus did, right? He laid down his life. Verse, uh, where are we at? 12, or uh, 13. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. We have his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed and loved and the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. First John in um, 4.16 in the Amplified, it says, God is love. So remember, everything that Jesus did, every action that he had, every word that he spoke came from love. It came from the heart of God. It came from who God is, which is love. Everything that he did, everything. He did not ever step out of love. He was perfect in walking in love. And it says that uh, in the Amplified, God is love and the one who abides, abides in love abides in God and God abides continually in him. Love is who he is. It cannot be separated. Now, I want you to see this. Because we are believing God for miraculous things. We want to see God move in miraculous ways. We want, we want miracles and signs and wonders. We want to see the dead raised. We want to see people, lames, uh, lame people walk and, and limbs grow out. We want to see all of these things. And I want to show you something, and this is, this is huge, and I had never really seen this before, but in John 3, 16, and we don't have to turn there. Everybody knows what it says. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he gave his only begotten son. What was the motivation to God's giving? It was love. The greatest miracle, which all the other miracles flow from, came because of God's love. That was his motivation. He loved so much that he gave. And it, in that giving and in that love, in that intense love, in some translations it says, in that intense, intense love, it propelled him to give. And the greatest miracle that we will ever experience, which is salvation, and which every other one comes from, was motivated from a heart of love. Man. So we want to see the great signs and the wonders. Oh, yeah, we're people of faith. We better be people of love. We, we better be people of love. And we put so much emphasis on, yeah, we want to see the signs, wonders, and miracles. And I believe there's some love in it. 
okay? I don't believe that we're empty on that. I just think that we need to grow in what that looks like because walking in love is a lot simpler than we make it. And it doesn't seem like this grand display of God's glory when you can bite your tongue and not say something out of retaliation. So, from what I'm seeing here in the scripture that we're looking at, biting your tongue with your spouse or with your coworker boasts great miracles. Because faith works by and is activated by love. See, we think that these little things, and I'm talking about, we're going to look at love I'm talking about things that I don't know why we don't think they're that important. But to get irritated and be irritated inside is walking outside of love. And it's not okay. It stifles your faith. So if love works by faith, if love is activated by, uh, if faith is activated by love, excuse me, then your faith can be deactivated by not walking in love. It is literally deactivated. Remember at the beginning we said you could have a whole lot of faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith doesn't come by loving people. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But that faith that you're hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing is activated by my patience with my brother and my sister in Christ. It's activated by my good attitude. And praise the Lord, I don't have to come up with enough power to love. I already have it, but I do have to yield to it. That is my job. Because in it of myself, I'm not very good at loving. In fact, I'm pretty good at being offended. My flesh, right? Not who I am. Who I am, this is my new born-again human spirit is who I am, right? But I, my flesh, it can get pretty upset when somebody says something to me the wrong way. My flesh, boy, it can be really defensive. My flesh can be pretty impatient. It's a good thing we don't have to follow our flesh, right? Oh my goodness. We'd be some ugly people. He makes us good looking, <laughs> right? All right? So, <clears throat> the greatest miracle that we've ever seen, the one that all others derive from, was released from his intense love. Let's look at Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. This is a big deal, guys. This is a big deal. And if we're sitting in here, because I've done this before, if we're sitting in here thinking, oh, that, I hope this person's hearing that. <laughs> or, man, I need to share this message with that person. <laughs> You're not looking at this right. I'm so glad that Sean's ability to walk in love or not walk in love 
doesn't affect my faith in my own body and my own life. <laughs> so if that's the case, why am I even bothering with Sean's love walk or Deborah's love walk? What a waste of time. What a waste of time. That's a waste of time. And we spend a lot of time thinking about and looking, about, looking at what other people have done to us and how it hurt us. And that gives us an excuse to stay there and not walk in love for ourselves. I'm so glad that my salvation was not dependent on my brother or my sister. It's the same thing, guys. We get everything that we get from God comes the same way. We get healing in our body the same way that we receive salvation. Right? That's how we receive it. But imagine when our love walk is so good, because you can get good at it. Not that you're boasting in yourself, but you're becoming so aware of who you are in Christ and what he's placed on the inside of you that you understand, that's just not who I am. This is who I am. And to be that way is out of character and out of nature for me. And I'm so thankful that the love of God has been poured out liberally, shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. It's there. It's there. That's why when somebody says, oh, I just need more patience. No, you got more patience. You just need to yield to more patience. Because the full patience is already there, right? It's already there. And so Ephesians 2, 4, and 5, I'm going to show you this real quick. My gosh, time flies when you're up here. I love this. How many have been reading the Ephesians prayers over yourself? And faith family. We've been reading this over faith family as well. But it says, I'm just going to read to you just the little, this little part in uh, verse 1 of chapter 2. He... And you he made alive who was dead in trespasses and sins. And you jump down to verse 4. But God. Because it talks about how dead we were. <laughs> but God, who is rich and abundant in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Why was he abundant and rich in mercy? Because he loved us. That was his motivator. And that activated his, his, that activated his decision, thank God, to say, Jesus, you're going to go. And you're going to make them new because I love them. Because they're mine. I'm so glad he loves us. So glad he loves us. So glad he's patient with us. Too much, or much has, what's that scripture? Uh, we've been given much. What did you say? 
Mm, I don't know if that, I don't know. Anyways, we've gotten so much. We have so much to give. And the, the, the move of the Spirit and miracles, and God wants those. And they're fun. What's not so fun is Monday through Saturday, when you get to activate that great faith, when you get to uh, be patient, simple things, remember, simple things. God sees simple things. God sees simple obedience. He sees simple actions of his word because it's the doer of the word that's blessed, right? Not just a hearer. So we can come and hear all day long. But if we're not a doer of the word, we're missing. We're missing. I don't want to miss. So because of his great love, he could look past the deadness of the situation and see life and see potential. We're supposed to do this. We're, what is part of love? And we're going to look at the love chapter, but believing the best of people. Have you ever gone through a situation and uh, somebody did something and you just judge their motivation? And then you find out later it was totally wrong? <laughs> Yikes. That's why love is believing the best. So love was the divine motivator and activator. Because Jesus was able to operate from this place of discipline, we are able to do so as well. In fact, we are commanded to, and we have been given every tool necessary to do so. Because remember, we read, he's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. He has, we haven't read this one, but he has shed abroad in our heart. It was shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Love was. We've got everything that we need. Remember, he came in in fullness and made us completely new. New. If he didn't come in in fullness, we wouldn't have been completely new. But he did. Fullness. We have everything we need right here. And so the second thing we're going to look at is to yield to love because that is the biggest issue. You're going to have the opportunity every single day, some days it feels like every minute, to yield to one or the other. There's only two choices. You yield to love or you yield to the opposite, <laughs> which is flesh. And if we would slow down, right? If we would just slow down a little bit, we would walk away, right? We're getting better at walking away and allowing the Lord to speak to us. Because usually when we walk away, we found out that Sean was wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> when we walk away, God deals with us each individually. When something happens, listen, because here's the thing. You can walk in love, or you can have, you know, be learning to walk in love with your family and have it in your home, but you know you're not going to leave that. What about when somebody on a Sunday morning says something to you and you don't like it? Did God just say, well, you can divorce them? 
Come on. This is it, guys. We're the church. They know us by our love for who? One another. They don't know us. They don't know that we have been with Jesus because we've got all this faith. And we have some miracles. And they're awesome. But they know us because we can walk in love and not divorce our brother and sister because we got our feelings hurt. Oh, guys, this is stepping on my toes. So if I'm not ministering to you, then it must just be for me. And Josh, because he's like, praise the Lord. He's like in. He's in. I, I, I see you, Josh. We're, you're connected here. Right? But we've got to yield to love. John 14, 12 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do, or do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. We want and we desire to see the greater works, but sometimes we're not willing to go through the avenue that God himself did to activate the great work. That's a big deal. Walking in love's a big deal. And being at home and learning to be patient when you're driving and to not be offended and to believe the best in every situation and the best of every person and to not be irritated at people or things or the country or all those things. Remember, those little things, they can affect great things. And they do. And we think those things aren't important, but they're important because God is seeing those things. He's saying, listen, I have poured out my love in you. The same love that I was activated when I sent Jesus for you is in you right now. Will you yield to it? Will you yield to it? Faith works by, is activated by, is expressed through, and works through love. So we could say this. Faith works by, and this is where it gets fun. You ready for this? And I'm going to read these two translations because I thought they were good, and I know we don't have them on the screen, but this is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. This is the Johnson translation. So faith works by and is activated by, let me describe love. Love stays in difficult relationships with kindness. It doesn't just stay. <laughs> well, I'm just going to put up with it. We're going to get by. No, it stays with kindness. Love does not play one-up man. Nor does it react to those who do. Love is not rude or grasping. Love is not overly sensitive. I know we don't have that in here. That's probably just me. I can be too sensitive. I can be too sensitive. And you know what? That's stepping out of love. Nor does love search for imperfections and faults in others. You're not just searching and looking. Oh, they did that wrong. Oh, I see their failure there. 
Oh, let me tell you this too. Love doesn't do that to yourself either. It is not okay to sit there and call yourself a failure and a no good, a nobody. That is not love either. Well, it's, it's me to me. No. You're God's. You're God's. That is not okay to call yourself a failure and to put yourself down. Okay, we'll move on. Love is the most enduring quality of, a human, of human existence. It keeps on keeping on. It trusts in God in every situation and expects God to act in all circumstances. Nothing can destroy love. Now I'm going to read it in the Hayford. Get ready. This one's good. Love suffers long. Now remember, when we're reading this, don't be thinking about somebody else, okay? Is anybody in here perfect in walking in love? Let me see that hand. <laughs> okay? Let's not look at everybody else and what they've done to us. Let's look at ourselves because remember, what is that going to help? Because Deborah's faith, if mine is strong, you know what I mean? I'm the one who activates faith in my life by my love, not by Joy's love. Now, we'll look at the last scripture here. When we come in the unity of love, oh my goodness, come on. Okay, so having love suffers long, having patience with imperfect people. That's everybody, okay? Love is kind and active in doing good. Love does not envy. Oh, I wish, wish I had that. Wish I had that. Wish, wish my ministry could be that. Come on, I mean, you got to think of every angle of this. You got to think of every angle of this, okay? Since it is non-possessive and non-competitive, it actually wants others to get ahead. Hence, it does not parade itself. Love has a self-effacing or not claiming attention to oneself quality. It's not showy. Look at me. Love is not showy. It does not behave rudely but displays good manners and courtesy. Love does not seek its own. So even in, in and I'm going to talk, because we've got a lot of people that serve in here, even in serving, you're not serving to seek your own. We're not serving because it makes us feel good. If I were doing something to make me feel good, I'd go sit on a beach. <laughs> serve myself. Nice cold iced tea. Okay? Love does not seek its own, insisting on its own rights. How many have rights in here? It's my way or the highway. Mine's the best way, and you're a loser. And your ideas stink. It doesn't demand precedence. Rather, it is unselfish. 
So it doesn't demand priority or come before, like I'm before you. Love is not provoked. It is not irritable or touchy. See, we don't think about that one a lot because we're not actually saying anything and we're not actually around anybody. But inside, we're just irritated with somebody or a situation. We're irritated with our spouse. We're irritated with the government. We're irritated with, we're irritated. We're just irritated. I'm good at that, but I'm going to become bad at that. <laughs> okay? Okay, we're not touchy. We're not touchy. One of the biggest things, like in our marriage, that praise the Lord, we're going, growing past, but when we were first married, it was like, will you do this? <sighs> I do not. That's touchy. Or, or you put the bread away. Or, I love this one. I'm past this now. We would go to the grocery store. He'd be swinging that loaf of bread. <laughs> Through the grocery store. <laughs> this is when we first married. By the time we got to pay for the bread, it was like one fat piece <laughs> slice. I'm like, how is one fat slice going to get us through the whole week? And actually, those days, we shopped for a month, and it was like, you know, praise the Lord, we can afford, you know, three loaves, four loaves of bread if we want. Now, but then it was like, you just broke the budget <laughs> by making one bread. Well, you have the sandwich then. You know, I mean, touchy, things like that, just little irritations. Not okay. They're not okay. They're outside of love. Little irritations. The bread doesn't bother me anymore. Mostly because I order online and pick it up. <laughs> and the workers don't swing it around like this. <laughs> All right? Love is not provoked. It's not irritable and touchy. It's not rough and hostile. But it's graceful under pressure. You want to know what's in you. Well, you want to know what you're yielding to. Because we know what's in us, right? But you want to know what you're yielding to the most? Get in a, in a hot situation. Get pressed a little bit. And see what comes out. That's a good test. Love thinks no evil. It does not keep an account of wrongs done to it. Instead, it erases resentments. Listen to this. It erases bitterness dissatisfaction, grudge, irritation, hard feelings, a chip on your shoulder. Love erases those things. How can you do that? How can you do that? Because I know that people have legitimately been hurt in life. How can you do that? By yielding to the spirit of love on the inside of you. That is the only way. He knew you're not in it of yourself going to be able to forgive that person for that hurt. But I'm going to go ahead and put the same love in you that I exercised when while you were yet sinners, Christ died. That is it. Which one are we going to yield to?
Love does not rejoice in iniquity, finding dissatisfaction in shortcomings of others. It doesn't find satisfaction in failures, flaws, blemish, weaknesses. It doesn't, it doesn't find satisfaction there. It doesn't even think about it. it. doesn't focus on it. it. doesn't harp on it. it. doesn't just sit and look at it. It doesn't spread an evil report, gossip. Rather, it rejoices in the truth, aggressively advertising the good. Love bears all things, defending and holding other people up. Love believes the best about others and for others. Credits them with good intentions. Credits them with good intentions. And not suspicious. Love hopes all things, never giving up on people, but affirming their future. Love endures all things, per persevering and remaining loyal to the end. So we get to yield to love. So not walking in these things that we just read is counterproductive to our faith. Impatience, irritation, selfishness, pride, thinking evil of others, defending yourself all the time, not believing the best of others, being offended, me, 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 etc., actually deactivates your faith. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. These do not activate and work your faith. In fact, they stifle your faith. They take the production out of your faith. Oh my gosh. Love profits. So we want to be fruitful and profit in life. Remember in 1 Corinthians 13, it says you can, you, can have mere, you can have faith that moves mountains. You can have, I don't have time to go into it. You can have all of this stuff. But if it is not activated by love, then it profits you nothing. It profits you something. It profits you little, it profits you, well, kind of, you kind of, no, it profits you nothing. 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 Okay? There is no profit to it. There cannot be. It doesn't exist. Profit with, with faith without love, there, it doesn't exist. Okay? You want to please God without faith, it is impossible to please, please God. And without love, it has no profit. So don't overthink the signs, wonders, and miracles. Don't overthink them. Don't think if I, if I pray enough, if we get on our face enough. No. Simple patience, kindness, being unoffendable, selflessness have incredible results. Faith works by love. Is your faith being activated or deactivated? I'm going to read this to you real quick as we close. I did not get through all my notes. Shocker. And this is a message that Brother Hagen gave. Um, <clears throat> it was the last message he preached before he moved to heaven, okay? And he, the, it was the love walk was the message. So keep that in mind as I'm reading this prophecy. Remember that it is written in the word, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. For he that hears the word and does not do it according to the scripture has deceived himself. So do not deceive yourself and walk away. And not become a doer. But purpose in your heart. I am and I will be tomorrow and the next day as well a doer of the word of God. I will love. <clears throat> Read the word for yourself. Act upon it. Take the scriptures that you have been given this very night. Write them down on a sheet of paper or on a card. 
Read them almost constantly and act just like it is so, and it will become so and become real in your life. And you will find, listen to this, this is about walking in love. This word was about walking in love. You will find that Satan will flee away. He'll take his hand off of you. He'll take his hand off of your loved ones. He'll take his hand off of your affairs and the blessings. Though the blessings shall flow and ye will know. Why? Because you're a great man or woman of faith. You can be, but you better be a great man or woman of love first. First. Because faith does not work without it being activated by love. So increasing the love walk in your life, learning to, be, to yield to patience, learning to love your neighbor, learning to not be offended. Brother Hagin, he would get after those things. He used some southern term I'm not, not going to use because I don't remember. But tooth and toenail, whatever that means. I'm not southern. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's what that means. <laughs> okay, he would get after it because he knew. Everybody knows the scriptures about the husband and not wife. If there's strife, it hinders your prayers. Come on, we, we, want, we need faith in full action because that's the victory that overcomes the world, which means then we need to pay attention to the love of God that's been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost and learn how to release that into every single situation, whether we think it's little or big or important or not. Because God said it was. And if you get in and you're reading the epistles and you're looking at all of these things and we're doing the reading for the church right now, all of that, you will find it is all over in here. And mostly it's about loving your brother and your sister in Christ. Because when unity comes, and I'm going to close with this. Just wait for it. When unity comes, I actually don't have it written down, but in Acts, um, in, the, in the move of the Spirit that happened there, they were in one accord, they were in unity. I would probably guess, because of Scripture, that they were walking in love toward one another. I would also say that there's another scripture that says that uh, love, the perfect bond of unity in the saints. We want to see God move. I want to see God move. I want to see God move more than I want to be right in an argument. It matters to God. It should matter to us. Amen? Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.